So what were you thinking when we met each other in that lobby of the of Town Hall after it was all said and done after the amazing experience of Wonder Woman? Well, actually, that was our first time really talking. Mm-hmm. Was after the event, downstairs taking pictures. We took a picture, and we started talking, and I think Kathy and him came over, and I don't even know how we exchanged. Oh, I think um, I wanted to make sure I got a copy of the picture that we took. I think that's how that happened. And we exchanged phone numbers. So that's how it started. And then um, it was just, uh, I don't know what, what I thought. I just knew that you were gifted. I knew you were gifted. I knew that you um, was very talented. Because I didn't know much about you, but based upon what I experienced that night, I was like, he's he's gifted. And that's all I thought. I was like, wow, he's talented. Mm. So, I just remember seeing your arms. Uh, <laughs> hey, she be standing in shape. And, and you had the story, too. And your story was awesome. And when you shared your experience, you know, being vulnerable and whatnot. And, of course, I you know, I noticed a bald head. And I was just like, but, she, you know, the level of confidence that you you moved with, mm-hmm. you know, was was really um, inspirational and motivating, and you had a lot of energy too. So I just remember, like, you know, who is this this buff bald woman? You know, what I'm saying that. Well, I, I gotta I, be buff because because you you know you was you was sculpted. You still are sculpted. And I was like, I think I made I made some comment like, man, we need to work out together or something like that. Because yeah. I was like, I need to get down with your workout, um, your workout routine. But um, yeah, I just remember like us exchanging numbers, and after that, it was just like you know, you know, me starting my day with you know you texting me saying I was awesome and things of that nature, and mm-hmm. and I guess my response time wasn't all that great. And you were like, look, let me tell you something real quick, brother. Ain't no one trying to get with you. <laughs> I just think I that do you're remember powerful. That. Yeah, you just like yeah, I just think that you're powerful and I think that you have a gift and whatnot. So I appreciated that. Of course I was um definitely trying to um definitely be you know, appropriate in the in the in the correspondence and all that too. So it's just like I felt like it was a good opportunity to um to have that that spiritual, emotional, and mental relationship with another black woman who is, you know, older than me and who could provide, you know, that mentoring, mm-hmm. or I should say, woman mentoring. You know what I'm saying? And that came up very early in our conversations too, as being a life coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you were like, "Well, I want to do a a soft opening." You know what I'm saying for your book? Well, let's go back to that because <clears throat> you're a writer, and when you told me that. I think I asked you, um, were you gonna have a book signing? I mean, what are we gonna do with the book? I mean, how are you selling it or what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then that's when I said, let's let's have a book signing at the salon. Yeah, yeah, that so, was good. And I came down, I saw the spot, and I was like, it's small, it's intimate, it's, it's good. And then you know, you just you know supported me in that in that aspect. And I remember um, shortly after that, I was just like, after we did the event, I was like, I was sitting in in the car. And Joachim and I had been somewhere. Um, and then he was, and I was just like, um, you know, we should do something around storytelling. Mm-hmm. And, but it just can't be storytelling because, you know, 
culturally our people might just get a little bit too bored with it and, and I want to do something that's unique people do storytelling all the time they do spoken word they do all that and mm -hmm. that has its own little stereotype but what if we just made it like a party mm. and then I remember him saying well what's the what's the African word for storytelling I was like oh you know like a griot mm. you know and um, that was before um, I knew that the you know, the original term is a, is a jelly, mm -hmm. you know. I remember Calfani told me that. He's like, well, you gotta stop saying griot is, a, is what the Africans called it. That's what the French, the colonizers called us, mm -hmm. griots, but we're jellies. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, so, but he was like, oh, you know, griot. And I was like, oh, but it's a celebration of the stories. So mm -hmm. that's when the, the party came out. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we first started it and started doing it, I remember, um, Veronica gave me some pushback. It's like, why party? Why not just a, an experience? Mm -hmm. It's not a party. It's so much better now. I said, well, but it is a party. It's a celebration. And it's also good for marketing, too. Like, mm -hmm. we don't want just people just to think that it has to be like this this sad and, mm -hmm. you know, this mm -hmm. grieving thing mm -hmm. when you're talking about healing. It's a celebration. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be happy. Let's, yes. you know, so that's where the, the party comes out. And I just remember that that first real party just like getting everything prepared for that and getting the storytellers together and the preparation that that happened before that having those house parties right here in this house yes and that's how we found um sean good mm -hmm. he, you know i've known sean for a lot of years but the story that he showed that he shared specifically that that night was powerful. Yes, it was. And so it's like, man, he's got to be a part of this. And then Elijah came, mm -hmm. and he had been down from day one. So that I had um, a small group of men, and then I had my homeboy. I think Wayman was in that first one. Yes, too. Wayman was awesome. Yeah. Yes. And, and then the women. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was the sisters that you had gotten. I mean, Nakia and mm -hmm. her. Nakia. And, and um, <clears throat> her, uh, I'm gonna say her little sister, mm -hmm. and then Kathy, mm -hmm. Kathy McCoy, and then Veronica, mm -hmm. and then myself. Mm -hmm. Was the, it was us. We were the mm -hmm. first female grills. Yeah, and just wow. April of 2017 was the first grill ever. Mm -hmm. April 28th yeah. at the Columbia City Theater. Yeah, and just the. Uh, yeah, it was just the um, the power in it. I remember leading up to it, you always speak life into something. You're like, it's going to sell out, sell out. And, you know, I was like on the phone. I was like, okay, whatever, man, you know. And it, I mean, sure enough, it sold out. We had to turn people away, you know what I'm saying? It was a line outside. Yeah, it was just like a line full of people. And it was like so much went into it. And I was like, man, we're on to something good. And it, and it just got... It got addicting. That that feeling you got from that healing, mm -hmm. and I was the like, experience, wow. like yeah. Veronica said, is more than just a party. Right, it's an experience, and you're right. right. People did get addicted to it. Yeah, we did too. Yeah, and it was just like, and then as we kept doing it, and it's like you start turning yourself inside out, and you start to understand, you know, how powerful it is, and but also how exhausting it is to, you know, to do that. Yes, because yeah. the healing started for us. And for you, mm -hmm. what did you notice with as we be began to have more and more griots? Was there a layer of healing taking place? 
in your life personally? Oh, yeah. I just saw, like, a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's interesting because I, t I, t I, t I talk to, you know, people a lot about the Griot Party. And I, one of the people I talk to a lot is 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 Lee Dre. You know, he's sure. like, like my he's like my spiritual brother. We're like brothers, not even best friends anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He said something very powerful. And growing up, I've always been like the complex philosophical one, but he's always the one who can just be just very direct and very simple. Mm. And he's like, you know, logic. People come to you, and because you they say they want to get to know who you are as a healer but a lot of people they don't want the healing mm. they just want the feeling wow and then when you're not giving them that feeling then they don't want to have anything to do with it and i and i saw i began to see people and it really hurt me like in the real party like if i wasn't giving them access to me as a person or wasn't meeting their expectations or wasn't giving them the attention that they wanted, they no longer wanted to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. So they were in it for the right reasons in the beginning. Or I should say, maybe it was a right reason, but they wasn't very transparent mm. in telling me that. Okay. Like, no, we love this, this, that, and the third. But then, you know, when I don't give them their attention that they need individually, then it's like, I don't want to be a part of it. Because logic didn't create this to like, like get people to be closer to me or exactly. anything. Like, I didn't start that like that. I know there are people out there that probably think that. Mm -hmm. I know there's people out there that do that. Mm -hmm. well, I'm mm -hmm. gonna do this because I want to be a local celebrity. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this because I want to get all the women. Mm -hmm. I want to do this because I want to be an alpha male. I don't want to mm -hmm. be better than you know, saying the other people mm -hmm. who do things in the city. Mm -hmm. This is a competition. You know, no, no. Mm -mm. This came out of the genuine desire mm -hmm. to heal and the genuine satisfaction that comes from me seeing other people heal. Yeah. And the genuine gratitude that I'm able to be that motivator sometimes and um, to help other people be better hmm. than they were prior. And so I, there's a lot of joy that comes out of that. And I think that a lot of that comes out of my profession. Mm -hmm. and. That's, that's because I married my profession after I divorced my wife. That's why my profession means so much to me as an educator and as an assistant. I, mean, I was a family preservation therapist. It's because, like, it's not a job. Exactly. It's actually me working on aspects of how to be a better person. It's my self-growth comes from when I go to work every single day. Mm. And I don't think a lot of people can say that. Mm. And so it, that's where the griot party comes from. The griot party mm. doesn't come from me trying to get groupies mm. or to be the man or anything like that. The griot party comes from me just really, really enjoying the process of healing and watching other people heal and learning how to be a better person. It's really rooted in that. Yeah. And that's why it's so powerful and it's so unique because when people go to the entertainment is there. Mm -hmm. Everything that you would want mm -hmm. from it commercially, it's there. Exactly. If you just want to limit it, mm 
mm-hmm. and it's like that was it just it was it was shallow. Hey, we just went out, we had some drinks, we got buzzed. Mm-hmm. Some people got on stage, told some stories. They was rapping, they was singing, they was dancing. It was a great night of entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's the powerful thing and beautiful thing about the grill party. It can be that shallow, yeah, if you want be. to. Exactly, but but it could also be life changing. Life changing, like. He got on there, and I heard my story. Exactly. She got up there, and, and I, I heard, heard my story. story. Exactly. Because you, know, you always hear your story right. in somebody else's story. Always. Right. right. I remember one of the first grill parties I did. I'm not going to say his name because I don't really, I don't know if he wants me to, mm-hmm. you know, expose his, him being vulnerable. Exactly. But I remember I'm, after I got done doing my, my story, you know, I held it together. But as soon as I left, I saw my daughter. And then I just broke down. I started crying, and oh man, it was—it felt so good to 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 do that. But at the same time, I walk up the stairs. I go in the back room, mm-hmm. and they're in the back room. You know, he's saying in the green room. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying backstage. There was his brother, and he was just sitting off in the corner on the side, and he just started crying. Mm-hmm. He said, "You just now told my story," wow. and I mean, he was just bawling. You know, just, 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 just crying. I, I didn't, I didn't touch him. I didn't embrace him. And I just, you know what I'm saying? That's why mm-hmm. I do it. That's why I keep doing it. That's why, because to be honest with you, with you, when I, when my marriage went down, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I married my career, mm-hmm. but then when my, my children grew up, Yes. And having them go to school with me every single day for several years, because I was the principal at the same school that they went to, mm-hmm. the same high school, and that having that, and then like, oh, we're gonna go, we're gonna just go start our own lives. Now we're gonna have girlfriends and boyfriends, and <laughs> we're gonna get me. jobs, and exactly. we're gonna go to this thing called college, and mm-hmm. we're out. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> it's like that separation anxiety. Mm. So now, what do I marry? Now, what do I raise? So metaphorically actually low-key mm-hmm. the grill party is my baby yes and i'm really realizing the hurt that comes from mm-hmm. that nothing can fill that void yeah and the grill party can't do that and on top of that the grill party it's not fair for me to put that much responsibility and weight on it so i have to be careful of how much weight mm-hmm. i put on the grill party mm-hmm. to meet my emotional needs mm-hmm. because if i do it too much i could destroy it Mm, yes, yes. And so just to be transparent and honest with you, that's something that I grapple with every day. Because mm. you tell me this all the time. You just logic. We can't be Because do- when we go back and we look at what we did mm-hmm. in 2017, in that year. Yeah. How many grill parties did we have? Oh. The, the, main, the main ones. How many did we have? Five or six? It was like five or six. It's a lot. And that's not mentioning about two about three house house parties parties, yes and then two rooftops yes i forgot about yes that's almost like 10 right or more but i started to realize what i was doing those grill parties were creating family that i had lost in my divorce Mm. they were creating family that i lost with my children leaving Mm. and you were like logic we can't keep like and i was like you want to do back to back? You want to do this? And then I did the one person show, and then it's like, Logic, what are you doing? He's like, Hold <laughs> oh, the brakes, bro. Pop the brakes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, mm. and, 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 and to our um, 
um, praise, hmm. um, they were done with class. Like mm-hmm. we weren't just spitting out just, mm-hmm. you know. And that's not that's not even talking about the fi- financial, you know, commitments. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That yes. I made. Yes. Like these weren't no just slap them together talent shows. No. <laughs> this is the real deal. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I, I think about the um, energy and the thought process that you went through. We didn't just pick a day, everybody showed up. No, you thought about every aspect of the grill. I mean, line by line, which I thought was incredible. I mean, just your stories. Every single griot, you had a different story. You were vulnerable every single time, which I have so much respect for you as a man, for you to be vulnerable in front of hundreds of people every single time. Sharing a part of your life that some people never knew. I mean, from, okay, let let me break it down. Not only did you have the vision for each grill, but you wrote the music. The music. That's a big deal. I mean, the lyrics to all the music was original. Mm. Okay, can I can I just get a high five? Okay, <laughs> let's do that. The music was original. You thought about each grill, but you thought about who you wanted to be a part of that grill. I don't know how you did all that, but it was like you would be thinking, like, okay, Jamie, I'm, I'm going to invite this person. I want this person. I want that person. And I never knew why or how you, but I just went with the flow. Whatever you said, this is what you wanted to do. My role was to make sure it happened. So all the detail to the music, to the musicians, I mean, everything, you did that. You're a true artist, but you you come from a place of healing, um, a place of hope, uh, a, a place of um, giving people a voice, a sacred space. And I think that's totally incredible. And I have grown so much. Mm-hmm as a woman since mm. you and I have mm. been in relationship. Mm. When I say that, a lot of people think, oh, relationship, no. Mm. Healthy mm. relationship with the opposite sex, mm. with no cuckoo, none of that <laughs> stuff <laughs> going on. I'm just saying. Because, yeah. I mean, most of the time when people see uh, a man and a woman working mm. in the, the capacity that you and I work in, mm. we work, our, I mean, we're in close relation. We're, we're talking, I mean, we're going back and forth sometimes. I got to tell you to, you know, don't do it that way and blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. But I have grown as a woman. Mm. I have healed in so many areas since you've been in my life. Mm. And I, I'm grateful. Well, I'm grateful to hear this this don't doesn't happen without you and that's why I told you back in 2017 and I told you more than once I said your relationship was the most important relationship I had in 2017 mm. the most important one why <laughs> make me cry it's because I needed to have a relationship with a woman that wasn't romantic or sexual or anything mm. that could cloud the vision or distract us and I think that's the reason why we've been able to do what we've done in the capacity with such good efficiency um, and I'm sure you know you know we we talk about you know um, <laughs> um, the Simpsons they did it you know what I'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know you know I guess to a certain degree you know um, the, the Turners did it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, 
yes, yes. Wow. I mean, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people who have done it mm-hmm. romantically and still put out, mm-hmm. you know, stuff. You know, Wyclef and Lauren did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. However, I think that. I think you're messing with expiration dates mm-hmm. when you do it that way. Yeah. And I think totally. unconditional love, especially black people, we need to really invest mm-hmm. in what that looks like without romance and without a sexual or physical relationship. Yeah. So, and we need to really get back to the bare bone basics of what it means to love someone. Mm-hmm. Without all of that. You're right. right. Just, just loving someone. Exactly. Because but some people I'm, don't know how to have a relationship with the opposite sex without it being romantic. Some people don't know what that looks like. So I'm grateful that, I mean, I've had other relationships with guys with not no romance, but the level that we're working at and on, a different spin has, has taken place and it's shifted for me as a woman. And I'm, I mean, it just totally shifted. Because I know that you've probably had some people thinking that it was otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Our relationship yeah, yeah. was otherwise. Yeah. And, right, right. You know, but it has shifted for me, and it just blows my mind when I think about it, how awesome you are and how <laughs> and how um, you have been part of my healing when it comes to men. You've been part of that, and you didn't even know it. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I mean, just... Allowing me to have a voice oh. again, mm-hmm. respecting my um, my gifts, respecting my my confidence, um, allowing me to lead. A lot of men can't do that, mm-hmm. so I think you allowing understanding my role and vice versa, our roles in this relationship in this real relationship. So you have. Um, You've helped me heal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really have. You, you've helped me heal, and you've never crossed boundaries. That's another way mm-hmm. that you've, you've helped me heal. Um, and you've just respected me. And you've mm-hmm. just almost like opened up the door and just say, Jamie, just do your thing. You just let me do my thing. Mm-hmm. Do my job for the grill. And that's to, you have to tell people what that is, but <laughs> to help bring your vision to pass. You tell me what you want, and I make it happen. Yeah, because in the beginning, you was like, you know, with well, you no know, logic, I help you with this, this grill, and then I think I'm done. <laughs> I did say that. I did say that. And then, and then, and then, uh, and then one day, I don't know what, it, I don't know what happened. You know, um, you were like, hey, I'm, I'm. It was, yeah, yeah. You were like, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it to the very end, and. And I'm, I'm gonna rock with you. I was like, oh, okay. And you know, I think what what um, what happened. I don't think what happened was I didn't really understand the impact of what the grill, how the grill was gonna um, affect people or even my life. But it lined up with my purpose in life and what I do. And so it just made sense. It was like a perfect marriage, if you want to call it. Us coming together and it lining up with what I've been called to do. So it just made sense. It's really interesting, too, because I, I, I think back, it could have 
it could have may have never happened just based on my personality and my character because like I said earlier right I'm I don't really push people you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying because I don't like rejection mm -hmm. so but it seems like it just worked with our chemistry because mm -hmm. I could have just been like okay well this is the last grill party because that's how I was. I was like, mm -hmm. this is, you're, going, you're not going to do it anymore. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself, well, I guess I just have to find someone else. I appreciate your, your service and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. but, but maybe per, perhaps on some kind of subconscious, subconscious level because I wasn't like, oh, come on, like, or pressuring you. Mm -hmm. It wasn't another situation of another man. Like, yes. it gave you the space, mm -hmm. you know, to make that decision. I'm out. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Well, he ain't really pressuring me and stuff like that. And then... I am seeing the benefits from it, you mm -hmm. know, because mm -hmm. I would never ever wanted to be like you felt obligated. Exactly. I wanted you to feel like you felt a part of something. Exactly. And so um, you were good at that, though. You always told me, you always reminded me, and I can still hear your voice, Jamie. I never want to get in the way of what you're doing. Right. I'm gonna support you 110 percent. So you know, it. It. You always made that clear. You just always make that clear. And I think that was that's part of how it was easy for me to make that decision. You know, I needed to follow my peace. Um, and you made it clear that you were not trying to take me away from what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And you were gonna support me as well. And so it just it just worked. And we both have strong personalities. I know right. that I do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what helped a lot is that I was raised in the matriarch. There were men that were there in in my family. There were strong men, um, but it was def definitely a, a matriarchal leadership. Very strong black woman, and the um, the black men weren't weak or anything like that. But they just under understood and respected and valued the strength in the women there. And so I think. You know, one of the ways that you helped me heal is when my mom decided to go back to Cincinnati some years ago. I felt alone because she's the one who brought me here. Mm -hmm. But then I had you mm -hmm. as that that matriarchal figure. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To have that same type of relationship that I have with my mom or my auntie, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Who were strong and who I looked up to and I get a lot of my leadership and artistic um, strengths from. Mm -hmm. So I saw that in you. And so it was nothing for me to be like, okay, well, you just do your thing because you are, I don't want to distract from what you're doing. I don't want to be yet another man to come in your life and be like, stop everything you're doing, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, to support my vision and my dream. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women, specifically black women, you hear all these stories a lot, too much in our community where they just stopped everything they were doing mm -hmm. to help this man. Mm -hmm. And then when it was all said and done, because they were helping him so much, they didn't have nothing. Yeah. And then the relationship didn't work out. Mm -hmm. So, like, I remember you had told me, it's like, well, I need to finish my book. I need, oh, well, you, okay, <laughs> go finish your book. Because at any time, I didn't want that to reflect on any kind of resentment that you would have towards me or the Griot party mm -hmm. where you didn't get anything accomplished or something accomplished that you wanted to do because you were so busy trying to help me with the Griot party and help me, you know, um, heal my wounds and you weren't healing yours. Wow. So, um, you know, you just gotta learn how to, you know, part of the healing thing is, man, just, you know, learn how to deal with your, your, your mess. Yes, yourself, you're right. You know, a lot of people wanna clean up stuff 
with like um, like with a leaf blower mm. rather than actually picking stuff up and burning it. Mm. You wow. know, they just want to move the mess around. Mm. They got that leaf blower approach to solving their mess. They just want to wow. blow it onto someone else mm. instead of actually taking the time to, you know what I'm saying, rake up the leaves, put them away. Pick them up. Yeah, yeah burn them, them the and yeah. then plant new seeds. Yes, yes. Instead of just moving mess around. Mm. I felt like if I, if I, if I felt like if I had a been like, okay, um, you need to help me with this grill party no matter what. That's all, that's all just me just moving my mess around to you. And you control, need, too. Yeah, you need to just help me with my mm -hmm. emotional stuff, my healing. Mm -hmm. Just move move my hurt around, mm. you know? So. Wow. That's, that's, that's good stuff. So I think that, you know, there is a lot of pressure and there's a lot of responsibility that comes out of our relationship because we are or we have become the models of what it looks like to provide that healing towards each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not just for us, but for a whole community. That's true. That's, so, that's, that's true. Because so, it's a different relationship than Kathy and Raymond have. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how do you teach a whole community to love each other mm -hmm. without even physically touching each other or being sexually involved with each other. Like, how do you teach that to a whole community? And I don't think that a lot of our people in our community really know how to do that. I don't even know if we, I don't know if we knew how to do it. All I know is that um, you always had respect for me and I always had respect for you. And I don't even know how we did it. I just know that there was, maybe that's it. The the level of respect and knowing that there were boundaries mm -hmm. that were unspoken. For me, I knew that I was in your life for a reason. And that was to push you to be the best that you could be. To be, because we're so used to hearing about the black woman being so angry and tearing down the black man and da 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 da. No, 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 no. It wasn't gonna be that kind of party. For me, I took it as a responsibility to be the opposite, to push you, to encourage you, to help you spread your wings, to help pull out whatever gifts that have been lying dormant. So I took it from a different um, angle. I think there's a lot of truth to what you said. And I think the main thing is if we, we talk about those, those what is the five love languages. Mm. And so, you know, it's physical touch, it's, you know, acts of service, it's, it's mm -hmm. gift giving, mm -hmm. it's words of affirmation. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And that's my thing. So I think a lot of times in relationships, um, when we don't get what we truly need mm -hmm. in the terms of that love language, mm -hmm. then we just fill the void with sex. Mm. That's good. Well, I'm, not, I'm not getting words of affirmation, mm -hmm. but... I don't really want to heal good. You know what? I'll just go ahead and just settle for feeling good. Mm. Mm. And so the fact that, you know, we led with our our love languages. Mm. And I don't you probably didn't know. My 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 love language is words of affirmation. So oh. as soon as a person starts, you know, speaking life into me and mm -hmm. you know and, and and telling me how much, you know, 
you know, they appreciate what I do mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Get you the bomb.com. <laughs> that you're awesome. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Then that that makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To really respect the boundaries and also it 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 really shows and reveals the real love. Mm. And that there's no ulterior motives. Exactly. For someone speaking my love language. So a lot of times our guard is up, even though someone is speaking our love language, it's like, okay, so what's on the other side of this? Especially when we're dealing with women. Yes. So it's like, oh, if you give me this, then what are you going to want in exchange? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's not just unique to women. Mm-hmm. If men think that way too. So it's like, you know, we're always got our guards up. So, If I can add to that, I think another thing that, uh, something else that stands out that you made clear in the beginning was that you were going to pay me. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, no, for, for real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were like, no, I'm going to pay you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay you to do what I request of you. And your worth, and you know, you said all that. And so I think starting out the gate, it wasn't like, can you do me a favor? Can you just help me out this grill and just, you know, just help me out. We just, you 